on this episode of Why Watch That. What is happening here with my little sister, not to be confused with my little pony? <laughs> no, it ain't no my little pony. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> and he's eager to get back to work in a production of Hamlet, of course. Oh, d- well, not quite the role that you want to... <laughs> the ending yes. is not work out for him. <laughs> so... <laughs> I got an invite to watch it, and I did. And I told the critic, and he's like, "I want one." I don't know if he regrets. What did I say I, again? I want one. <laughs> Her hair went she, white. I'll tell you that. You know what? I I saw because you know both of us stopped watching Vikings. Yes. And I almost didn't recognize her. Mm. And so when I saw her in this film, I thought, "Oh, she looks. She must be her sister." But you, no, I did. I did. I thought, oh, she looks like the girl, the woman from Vikings. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, watch That. that. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got Ooh. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh-oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm-hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A why watch that sneak peek? Listeners, listeners, listeners. Now, some of y'all asking, is 2021 going to be? <laughs> Repete. Is oh. it going to repeat? Um, mm, well, I'm going to I'm gonna say no. We just need to work some kinks out. And until we do, we may need to bury our heads into some films until people figure out what's going on out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a problem with it because I've been binging and watching just so that I don't, you know, um, go insane mm-hmm. with what's happening in the world. Now we've got two sneak peeks for you. Yes, two. One maybe not so easy to watch. <laughs> the other maybe not that bad. Um, first, let's start with my little sister, which is going to be available on the fifteenth. As of taping, we know this, and. It is in the virtual cinema world. Yeah. And some of you may think, well, how and what? And the answer to that is, I have no idea. You just have to, like, (laughs) have it all set up that way. You you kind of, like, to me, I always think, well, what's the difference between on-demand and virtual cinema? Right. I mean, on-demand, you can watch more than once. Usual usual on-demand, you have it for a period of time and you could, you know... Rewind it, start it, do all this other stuff. You could watch it three. You watch it as many times as you want to, 
before the deadline. Virtual cinema, I don't know. Right. I don't know how it works. If it's a real time kind of thing, everybody, you have to check in at this time. I don't know. So you'll, you're going to have to do your own research for that. But My Little Sister will be available during that time. And this is coming to us uh, as a drama. A drama. <laughs> and uh, Stephanie uh, Schott and her partner, uh, Ver- Veronique Raymond, are the um, directors and writers. So they did this together. I don't know much about them. Um, and I, and I, honestly, I don't know much about these um, actors. There are a couple people that you may recognize, especially if you're a fan of a couple shows. But Nina Haas is leading us through this craziness. Lars um, Eidinger and uh, Marth Keller, uh, you know, Jens uh, Albinus, and many other people who you will. You know, if you're into stuff over from over the seas, um, you may recognize some of these people. Personally, I don't. Maybe Nina Haas. Mm-hmm. We've smelled her, you know, creeping around our television screens here and there. But you got a chance to take a look at this and you got a chance to experience this in your home. So as it will be. (laughs) So what is happening here with my little sister, not to be confused with my little pony. No, it ain't no, my little pony. (laughs) No. And I did see this ref at AFI last year. AFI film fest. Uh, By the way, if you are interested in my little sister, like the ref was saying about the virtual cinemas, you can go to film movements website. So just search for it and they'll list it. And you can find those. But anyway, so what we have here is this. We have Sven, played by Lars, who's battling leukemia. And he's just received a transplant from his twin sister, Lisa, played by Nina, who was in Homeland. That's how I know Nina Haas. And that explains the title, okay? Now, Sven is at an important stage uh, in his career as an actor, Uh, He's very important there in Berlin. He's really achieved success as a stage actor. And he's eager to get back to work in a production of Hamlet, of course. Oh, well, not quite the role that you want (laughs) to... The ending is not work out for him. (laughs) (laughs) And so the question is, Raf, is he up to that role? Right? Can he do it? Now, after leaving the hospital, he plans to stay with um, his mother and, of course, Lisa's mother. But that arrangement doesn't last long. I'm going to tell you that. You'll see it. It's like a blip. But why? Mm. Now, after all, uh, in this family, uh, they seem to value matter-of-fact exchanges over sparing each other's feelings. Okay. However, all Finn wants to do is get back to work. He doesn't care about his uh, ex-boyfriend or anything else. But will his theater director and longtime collaborator agree with him? How will that work exactly? Now, when it comes to Lisa, she's married with two kids and her family now lives in Switzerland. So not Berlin, Switzerland. Because her husband has a very important job at an exclusive boarding school there. It's one of the... Yeah, it's one of the 10 best schools in the world, is what they say. But Lisa would rather live in Berlin. 
Plus, she's a writer who hasn't written anything for quite some time. Why not? So when Sven decides to recover a bit in Switzerland with Lisa, Lisa's husband decides to help Sven do something that's seemingly ill-advised, and that leads to events that spiral out of control. Also, Lisa is blindsided by a decision that her husband needs to make, which will have consequences for her family's future. Now, all of this upsets her quite a bit, so much so that it threatens to destroy her marriage. It seems that she just can't catch a break in any way. So she's on the edge and she needs to determine where to spend her energy. Should she focus on her husband who wants to provide the best life possible for his family, regardless of the consequences? Or should she focus on her brother? Mm. Would love it if she were to write something for him to perform again. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Now, either way, the real question is, what's the best thing for Lisa? Does she even know? Now, as an experience of watching this, I'll say it this way. This is a very successful family drama for people who like family dramas. That's what it is. It's simple, clear, and urgent. The actors go there when they need to, but they also keep it natural otherwise. Nina Haas's central performance goes from observant to overwhelmed, to fed up, to accepting, which mirrors the narrative arc. There's nothing groundbreaking here. There isn't, but I would call it a comprehensive success for what they wanted to accomplish. Well, there you have it. Again, the critic says you're going to have to fish around for my little sister. Again, you can go to Film Movement's website. You can look that up and they will help you to locate how you can watch it virtually. Now, the critic and I got a chance to see um, the new movie from Liam Neeson, <laughs> The Marksman. And which, you know, I could, I have to tell a little backstory about this. I... I got an invite to watch it and I did and I told the critic and he's like, I want one! So, <laughs> I don't know if he regrets What did I say I, again? I want one! <laughs> uh, I mean, not quite like that, but <laughs> it was enough for him to hop and clear out his schedule to to watch it and I have no idea if he regrets it because I was like, oh, was it, you know, I'm I said this yeah. mad about it. And he, he was like, well, I want one. <laughs> so um, we made sure that he was able to do that. Now, this is coming to us. I, I kind of gave away who was in this yeah. you know, already. But I will acknowledge the fact that Robert Lorenz directed this. And uh, it was written by a handful of people. He wrote it along with Danny um, Kravitz and Charles or Chris Charles. So we've got like a lot of hands on the script. And of course, I said Liam Neeson. And so you already know Liam Neeson. Um, I don't know if you got some of you listeners, many of our listeners are old enough to remember Big Willie Weekend. And oh. Big Willie Weekend was Will Smith coming out with some big, huge blockbuster smash during the 4th of July. It's some somewhere. Mm-hmm. I we have to acknowledge that Liam Neeson owns January. Like it is just it, look at his releases. They all come out in January. And there's a reason why, and we'll talk about it for this movie. The reason why Liam comes out in January with his latest 
you know, either he's a, you know, he's he's always going to hunt you down and kill you. Yeah. So, you know, no matter what. But guess who's in this as well? And I was so excited to see her. Mm. Catherine Winnick from Vikings yeah. is in this. And, you know, if you don't know who she is mm. in Vikings. Lagatha. <laughs> you just don't mess with that one. Let me tell you, because she she will. Um, yeah, her hair went she, white. I'll tell you that. You know what? I, I saw because, you know, both of us stopped watching Vikings. Yes. And I almost didn't recognize her. Mm. And so when I saw her in this film, I thought, oh, she looks, she must be her sister. But you, no, I did. I did. I thought, oh, she looks like the the woman from Vikings. And then I look it up and it's her. It's just that they've aged her so much on Vikings. But I, I wouldn't, her and Liam, I wouldn't mess oh, with those two. Please. I'm just, I'm just saying. But along for the ride um, are these amazing, this amazing new, I don't know how new he is, but um, his name is Jacob Perez. And he plays the little 11-year-old boy who we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Teresa Ruiz is in it, um, along with, you know, some other folks who are popping in who are super frustrating um, (laughs) when you you start watching it. Uh, But anyway, I'm going to let you give the plot. Mm. And then we'll talk about how we felt about this. And there was a specific reason why I wanted to bring this to you listeners. So... Yeah. Mm. Now it's interesting. You talked about uh, January being Liam Neeson's month. Uh, it's really look. We're starting a new year. We don't need to be thinking too much. You know, we just need to watch something. And just so you know, let this guide you, listeners. Uh, note that the ref mentioned that Robert Lawrence is the director. He was a, is a longtime collaborator with Clint Eastwood. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Produced almost all of his movies, directed one of them, and now he's doing this. I didn't know that, but watching this, I was like, "This is a Clint Eastwood movie." But uh, you of have course movies? it is. Yeah, like <laughs> it's Clint, Clint turned it down. I'm sure. Right, right. It's like, or he was like, "I think I might be too old right now to do this." <laughs> so Liam was like, "I'll do it." Now, what is Liam doing? Oh. At the very beginning of the movie, we're in Mexico, and we see a young boy, Miguel, and he has this love on his mind, and he's going to get her. But before that could be accomplished, he goes home to his mama, uh, played by Teresa. And by the way, Teresa Ruiz, Narcos Mexico. Same thing with the main vill- villain, played by Jake uh, Juan Pablo Raba, Narcos. Um, so I've seen these actors before. They know what they're doing. And there's a reason they got Teresa, because she got to give us something quick. I'll tell you that. You got to yeah, buy it did. quick. So she gets this call when she's at home with her son from her husband saying, get out. They're coming. Who's the they? The cartel. Why? And she asks a few questions, but not too many. I was counting. I was like, no, if you don't get out of that house. <laughs> Okay, so they decide to go to the United States to flee. Now, how can they get there? Also, who's patrolling the border on both sides? Now, on the other side of the border in Arizona is Mr. Liam Neeson's character, Jim. Jim is having some trouble. I'll tell you that with his ranch. You'll see Mm. what that means. He's also having some personal trouble. You'll see what that is. He has a loss that he's contending with. But 
we are first introduced to him on this border, getting on his walkie-talkie saying, hey, there's some IAs. Come and get them. Mm-hmm. Illegal. Yeah. You know what? So, what kind of guy is this? You know, is he like trying to patrol this border and get rid of these people? Is he one of those guys? You'll find out. Well, he's an ex-Marine, so, you know. He well, he's the marksman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we see how that plays out. So, you know what happens. He encounters this mother, Rosa, her son, Miguel, as they're trying to cross. And we know the cartel is going to be involved. What happens? What transpires? Well, well just they know. shared in the trailer. It sucks. I can't believe they oh, did, did they? that. Oh, did they? Yes, the whole thing. What happens uh, to Teresa? Yeah, it's it's it was frustrating. to. Yeah. So if you can, just listen to the critic and avoid the trailer if you can. Exactly. Because I would do trailer. my dance anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they come together, but for what purpose? What does Jim want to do with them? Does he just want to send them to the border patrol? Does he want to help them get to where they need to go? Because they need to go to Chicago. That's where uh, Rosa's cousin lives. And that's where presumably they would be safe. Now, he has a stepdaughter played by Catherine, Sarah, who is a cop. So, how is he going to navigate all of these waters? Also, what's Sarah's opinion of Jim? I won't give that away. It's nice to find that out. It's nice to find that out. I enjoy their relationship there. Mm-hmm. So essentially, that's the setup. You know what's going to happen. People get chased. Liam, you know, has to be the marksman. People are going to get shot. I'll tell it this way, Ref. Every beat you expect. Oh, of course. In, in, in this movie. There are no surprises. You see it coming a mile away. But this is a kind of movie you can just watch and kind of chuckle at how ridiculous it is. And, you know, you're kind of, you know, you're safe. Liam Neeson's in it. We've seen him do this thing before. Um, Now, is the writing great? No, it is not. But you don't really care. You know, I was just watching it going, okay, like right now I can veg out. I can watch this ridiculousness and not feel completely stupid. Um, I do think that the cast was well chosen. I do think that uh, uh, Jacob Perez, the young kid playing Miguel, does really good stuff here. Yeah, I did enjoy what he was doing with Liam and all of that. But just know everybody, this is not something where you're going to be, oh, I can't wait to see the marksman. It's the kind of movie right now where you go, all right, if I'm in the mood for this kind of thing, people getting chased, shootouts eventually, then they're going to give me everything I expect. Nothing more, nothing less. I am going to slightly veer from that. I think this is a movie you should see, listeners. In light of things that are happening, it is nice to sort of yell at your TV. And it is, it's, it's, it is. It's a redirection of energy. And that's why I brought it here because normally we would normally, I mean, Liam Neeson, we, we definitely respect as an actor, um, you know, Robert and his work with Clint Eastwood, of course, we respected the actors, as you were saying, but I, I specifically wanted to bring it to the audience, our listeners, because in when I initially started to watch it, I thought, oh, hmm, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, it's not going to be brilliant, I'm sure. Yeah. And is it brilliant? No, but it's brilliant. It's, it's almost as if. You were to take an excellent movie, TV, TV movie, TV movie. Mm-hmm. And with that TV movie budget and with the TV movie, like 
sensibility. It is a great to me popcorn popping kind of show, and it may very well be what you need right now. And I thought, uh, not only not only are you ahead of it, that's fine, but you're so it's it's a good pacing of being ahead of it. Meaning, you're ahead of it. And you're yelling at your screen like, you pay, why would you? Like, you, that's how far you're ahead of it. It's not that you're ahead of it because they're trying to be tricky and they're trying to be right. smart. They know exactly what they are. They mm-hmm. know exactly what they're doing. They hired the people to do it. You hired Liam Neeson. He actually has a line saying, I'm going to find you. And <laughs> that's a total nod, a total nod to the world that Liam Neeson has created in these last five to seven years mm-hmm. of being the, that kind of rugged hero. So I think this is definitely a modern um, soapy Western that is that has some political relevance that they're trying to attach to this. And it knows to me exactly what it's doing. And yeah. so therefore we say to you, or I say to you audience, I think if, if you're just in the mood to escape at, uh, on any front, and you don't necessarily want to laugh, but you kind of want to, you know, just ruffle up a bit, you know, get just release a little bit of energy. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great, great alternative to the stuff that's out there. And I don't think you're going to be disappointed, especially if you have the kind of family that likes to gather together. And you are that family that kind of chit chat at the at the um yeah. You know, you're, you're 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 chatting and you're and you're you're all yelling and, and doing all those fun things that sort of escape you a little bit from what's going on. I think this is a great, wonderful addition to Liam Neeson's canon of January offerings. So you can take that and do as you will. Um, the Marksman is completely available in theaters, um, but that thing is, if you go and chit chat. In the theater, you're going to be doing it through a max. So you may want to wait until it comes to your home and you can enjoy it. Would I venture out to see this? Mm, I, I Right now where I am, we're at a spike, we're at a high. So no, I would not. Would I under any other circumstances? No, this to me feels like an in the house Friday night yelling at your screen. Yeah. You got your pajamas on. Maybe you'll take a shower tomorrow. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's that kind of like I'm vegging out for the weekend. Yeah. So there you have it. Those two are available. One you can watch virtually. The other one you may have to wait to do so. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.